Welcome to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education, where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Good afternoon. Welcome to our Alumni Conversation for this day in the end of November. I hope this finds you well. We are so excited as a campus. We've just wrapped up a 14-week semester, a 15-week semester here on campus. Students are finishing up finals, and we are so grateful, not only that we were able to finish this semester in person, but that God was really gracious and good, um, that through our protocols and through the things that the students and, and teachers had to do and chose to do and embrace, um, we finished a, a successful semester with very low numbers um, during a really difficult time. So we are so grateful. So as we head into Thanksgiving next week, we have lots to be thankful for as a university, including you, our alumni. And so one of the things that I am most thankful for is the chance that I get throughout the week to spend time with my alumni or with our alumni, get to know them, get to hear their stories. And so every two weeks is an opportunity to bring you into one of those conversations as I catch up with some alumni and get to hear their stories and what they're doing. So welcome to this episode of Alumni Conversations. Well, today I'm really excited. We get to focus on the education program here at Laterno University. And I am currently in the learning lab for our education majors. You recognize this space. For those of you who have been fortunate enough to have your children as part of the learning lab experience, you might recognize this space as well. I've been blessed to have two of my kids, both Aubrey and Ethan, get to spend time in this room with our teacher education um, faculty and with our students um, once a week throughout the semester, getting to learn, getting to have fun and make memories. And it has been such a blessing. Well, as you know, part of Laterno education is focused on that hands-on education, that hands-on practice. And this room is just a piece of how we do that here at Laterno University. Well, before I introduce our alumni for today, I want to introduce a dear friend and colleague, Dr. Kathy Stevens. You know, when you think about the people you work with, you think about how they've impacted you and how they've shaped you. And there are a few people in my life who have been so joyful and such an encouragement at every opportunity. And so if you know Dr. Stevens, you know that those are two things that just define how she chooses to interact with people and love on people. And so it's a joy to get to bring her into this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about her before I do. So Dr. Stevens uh, was born in San Antonio, Texas. So she is a Texas native. Her and her husband just celebrated their 42nd anniversary. Um, so we're so excited for her and Rick um, and for the journey that God's taken them through. Well, if you know her story, um, Dr. Stevens graduated from Nacogdoches High School and then went on to Stephen F. Austin for a teaching degree. And then she started her teaching career at Christ Episcopal School in 1980. And in 1984, she moved to Longview, where she was a teacher at Pine Tree and then at Hallsville before joining us here at Laterno University. She's been on staff and faculty then for quite some time. I actually don't have, oh, in 2001. So she's celebrating her 19th year, headed her 20th. She has served as the chair of the education department and as a professor of teacher education here on campus. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in Dr. Stevens. <laughs> Kathy, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Oh, it, it's hard to believe it. You're almost into your 20th year here. 
I know, and I have 20 years in the in the other regular classroom. Oh my goodness. It's so crazy, isn't it? It I'm is. Blind. What a career though. You know, Kathy, one of the things I've, I've always preached about you is not only your joy and your encouragement, but your love for your students. And so I'm really thankful that you're here today with me um, for this conversation. So thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. I do love them. It's just, I mean, why would you do this job if you didn't? Because they bring so much joy and, and so much experience. You know, every time we get a new student, it's just, you know, you get to, to, get to know them and, and you find all of these unique things that God placed in their life. So pretty neat. It is really neat. And I think, Kathy, you've kind of given voice to a lot of our colleagues that what we love about Letourneau is that we get to know our students. We get to see God at work in them. Yeah, we love our subject, but actually we love our subject so that we can love them. Um, so I love the way you put that. Well, let's go to introduce our graduates for today. Uh, I'm going to bring in, uh, let's see, we will honor... Um, the oldest graduate first and then bring in the second. So uh, Deborah Osomo is a um, Nigerian student who came to Latrona University and majored in teacher education. I had the blessing of having her in class as a student. So she took one of her gen eds with me. And then she went on to graduate here with a uh, teaching degree in K through six, I believe. She then went on to New York where she has been completing and is working on her master's in international education at New York University. Today, she's joining us from her home in Nigeria where she's finishing up that degree. On top of that, uh, she is a, um, a coach for teachers across the country. So I encourage you to head over to YouTube after this conversation and look up the Purposeful Educator. In that, you'll find Deborah has created a catalog and in recent videos, a catalog of videos and resources to encourage educators in finding their purpose and in really finding fulfillment in what God's called them to do as an educator. So it's a great joy and delight to bring Deborah into this call. So welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Asador, for inviting me over into this chat. I really appreciate it, and I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you. We know yeah. there's been some technology problems, so thanks for sticking with us, and we understand yeah. if you're having to pop in and out, but we're glad you're here. Um, thank you. Tell us one thing I didn't get to ask you before the show was, when. tell us where you are in your master's degree and what's next in, in that journey. Um, of course. Uh, so right now I'm in the middle of research. It was an opt-in uh, option for me. I decided to do it. So that's why I kind of came back home to Nigeria to kind of do some groundwork for that research um, uh, and then be able to go back and then finish whatever courses I have left and, and be able to graduate as well. So, yeah. Okay. Excellent. So you're in the middle of research. What's your research question? Can we, can we pry a little bit? <laughs> Okay, um, well, the draft of it right now is kind of the center of what I do as a teacher coach. Just um, it was it was definitely all about the focus on teacher education in Nigeria and why um, teacher education is very important because the level of teacher education here is very poor and um, it's usually overlooked. And so it's kind of just digging into uh, the ideologies of you know the society and also digging into why it's important to pull the teacher education into the 21st century basically okay so sounds like it's sort of a two-pronged approach one what's going yeah. on and uh -huh. to what extent is that need recognized or not recognized and then how mm -hmm. do we answer that need using technology and engaging exactly that? okay yeah. awesome well we wish you the best of luck on that research um and we're thank you very much <laughs> thank you let me introduce our second graduate today, uh, Caroline Pop, uh, graduated in 2020 
And let's see, she was a member of G3. She participated in student senate, was a peer advisor, a resident assistant, a customer service representative at UPD, and involved in, in intramurals with G3 and Flutters. So to say that Caroline was busy while she here, was, was here is an understatement. Um, but it was so fun to get to have her in class and get to see her around campus. Well, she graduated in May 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, which is, to say the least, a challenging time to graduate. But she was offered a job at Robert E. Clark Middle School in Bonner Springs, Kansas City, as a seventh grade science teacher. So that's where she's joining us from today. She happens to be on a break right now um, in her period, uh, in her, her teaching periods throughout the day. Uh, and she's actually joining us from home uh, just because of the pandemic. So we're really glad to have Caroline joining us. Let me go and bring her in. Caroline, welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey guys, I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so we know you're giving us part of your break today. What is the next thing on your schedule that you have to be a part of? Oh man. Um, well, I have some other Zooms, I guess, to hop into. Uh, how my school's doing it, we actually only have one time frame where I get to teach my science class. And so that's already done for the day. And since I'm at home, I just have the other subjects that I can hop in on their Zooms. And so I'm just grading and all of that stuff right now. <laughs> So you're not, you know, you're not walking around the hall. You're not moving your classroom to somewhere else to teach a group. You just teach one day and everybody joins in who needs to be a part of that class. So how we're actually doing it is we have a group of students. Usually we're hybrid. Um, I'm in quarantine, so I'm at home right now. <laughs> um, but we have one group of students with us all day and we facilitate the teaching of all subjects. So we have a live Zoom that we do to introduce it. And then the teachers, they will teach all of the subjects in their classroom. So we give them the lesson plans and we just go for it. Uh, you facilitate them in that. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad. It sounds a little overwhelming to me. It was hard enough to teach one class, let alone have to give material to a bunch of other people to teach. Um, in some ways, you and Deborah are similar in that. You guys are resourcing others to do their job better, which is a pretty cool opportunity. Um, so that's great. Well, let's see. Uh, I want to let those of you know who are watching us and joining us, feel free to, to ask any questions in the comments below, and we'll engage those um, as we go through this conversation. But let's start with this. I would love to know, tell us a little bit about where you guys are and what you're doing. We've gotten a glimpse of that, but kind of give us a, a picture of your usual day or what you feel like how God's using your teaching education degree um, in your day-to-day -day life. And we'll kick it to you first, Deborah. Oh, okay. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah. So tell us kind of what you're doing. You know, we've heard purposeful. Kind of went out, in and out. Okay. We've heard um, purposeful educator mention. But tell us a little bit more about what you're doing as a, a teacher coach and what that kind of passion is and, and what's keeping you busy. Okay. We may have lost her. So, Caroline, let's kick it to you while Deborah. Okay, I think I got the question now. Sorry, my lights are going in and out, so <laughs> bear with me on that. I'm in the third world country here. Um, <laughs> well, Caroline, while Deborah gets connected, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about your day. You've, you've given us a bit of a glimpse, but what, what are you teaching? What does it look like to resource other teachers? Um, just kind of walk us through life for you. Yeah, so it's definitely weird. I never thought that my first year teaching would be in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so what my school has chosen to do, it's different from all the other schools in the area that I've heard of. Um, and we actually have all been assigned a co-teacher. So they've, they've decreased the class sizes. They've offered remote learning and hybrid learning. For those who are doing hybrid learning, they're 
they have the AB schedule. So we have a group on Monday, Wednesday, and another group on Tuesday, Thursday. And all of our professional development and planning time and meetings and stuff is on Friday. Um, and then in the morning, also on each day. So it's pretty nice. I get to go to work and I have uh, about an hour to get put together, get lesson plans set up, and then the students come. Um, so we have a pretty set schedule of when we do each of our class periods. Um, each teacher, we have a live Zoom to just introduce the subject, like I said. And there's usually just a PowerPoint slides um, for us to go through. And so we do it together, we call them pods. So we do it together in our little pod as our class. And then we give the students what they need to do, set them up for their remote day the following day, um, and just go through our day like that. So I had a little bit of a dream when I was younger that I, to teach like PE because I thought it was so much fun. And I'm getting to live that dream right now. And so that's an unforeseen blessing. Um, but it's definitely such a weird experience. Uh, I really do enjoy having a experienced teacher as my co-teacher. That really does help being a first year teacher. And I don't know everything that I'm doing. And I'm sure that as soon as we're done co-teaching, I'll be in, in that boat once again of, wait, what am I doing? Um, but it's just been really cool for you know just sharing Jesus through actions of, yes, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I am immune compromised, so that's especially scary. <laughs> um, but just the unexplainable joy and just encouraging the kids. And so that's the thing that I tell them every time they come in. It's, look, we love you as you are. It's totally okay to fail, to mess up. You don't have to get things right. I don't get things right all the time. We butcher words in my class all the time. We're right now doing uh, the scientific names of things, and man, are there some gibberish words. Um, so that's just the big thing, just showing the kids that there is this amount of grace and that we love them and we're encouraging them. And so some of the students, they are picking up that I believe in Jesus just by those actions. They're like, I feel like you go to church. And I'm like, you may be right, yeah. And so that's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> that's awesome, I love that. Oh. I love that the grace that you need them to extend you, you've extended to them. Like, hey, we're just gonna, this isn't gonna be perfect. And it's not about getting it perfect. It's about learning as we go. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. Well, in the way that I think you see that as a ministry and a chance to sort of love through action. I know Deborah's heart has been to resource teachers, to become better teachers, to live into their purpose. So Deborah, if technology is gonna, gonna play with us well, um, do you wanna share a little bit about what you're doing and this passion you have to really encourage teachers and help them find their purpose? the joys of technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Deborah, can you hear me? Maybe. Well, we'll have her jump in if she's able to. I'll send her a note. Okay, well, Caroline, let's do this then. Um, Kathy, did you have any follow-up to what Caroline was sharing before we jump back to Laterno memories? Yeah, I was just thinking the whole time you were talking that um, when we're talking in some of our classes about being flexible and using every moment in the way that, that God has enabled you. And I'm just seeing so many of those things. Um, particularly, I think about the, the secondary reading course that we had together and how much fun that was. And we learned all these different methods where you can, you can use reading across the grade level. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow, she, I bet she's using some of that stuff. <laughs> but maybe you can talk about how some of your 
you feel like some of your classes might be um, coming into play with what you're doing? Yeah, totally. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool is whenever I uh, got to this school, so I'm from Texas. Um, I've lived in Texas all my life until now, and then God said, move to Kansas. And so I was like, what? And then I moved. Um, so this is totally weird, totally random. I knew almost no one moving here. Um, but whenever I got to professional development, you know, I still didn't know anyone. They're training us as new teachers and stuff. And we started doing um, the all of our different random, random training, some of them dealing with the traumatic experiences and at-risk students. Um, and it was funny because they were telling me all this information, but I already knew it um, because of Dr. Teal. Uh, and Ms. Nelms, and so that was really cool. I impressed my principal a little bit <laughs> uh, because Paper Tiger videos uh, or Ace Tiger, I don't know, I forget the official names of things. Um, but definitely those back burner thoughts of, I remember in class, we were talking about how all of these foldables, you know, the hands on the kinesthetic things, they help so much. And the group discussions, I keep telling my kids, we'll have those discussions and afterwards we'll debrief and I'll ask them, I'll be like, guys, does this help you? Like, how do you feel about this? And they're like, yeah, or, yeah. and we'll keep going from there. But um, Dr. Stevens, I'm gonna thank you specifically, because I remember whenever I was first in my uh, education classes, it was a weird thing whenever y'all would ask us, how do you show Jesus in this public school classroom where you get in a lot of trouble to talk about these <laughs> Well, the easy answer is you just show love and that's all it is. But um, now I'm getting to actually live through that and I didn't realize, I guess, how real that is, all of those little things that we do. Um, it's just, it's amazing and it's so, so important. So thank yeah. you very much, Dr. Stevens. Uh, definitely helpful in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, well, you show love just by the glow on your face. And that's what's so exciting <laughs> is if we can always remember that no matter what's going on, you know, Christ's love can just literally come out of our mouth and show on our face without ever saying anything. And Deborah was always really good about that as well. She has a beautiful smile and um, when she when she talks, you just hear Jesus, and I I see that with both of these young ladies. It's just um, not not something we always had to teach. They already kind of had that had that in place. So, but and definitely something, curious. yeah, definitely something you and the faculty in this department I think model really well. Oh, um, you meet you guys for the first time, and that joy just bubbles out. And you guys <laughs> always have a smile on your face, no matter how crazy life is. And I think, you know, it's it's sometimes it's what we teach our students is important, but what we model for them is mm -hmm. important. And I think right. you guys have modeled that really, really well. Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, one of Stacy Redden, uh, Shell Horse, uh, just popped in to say hi. She graduated in 200, 2000, sorry, and she's in her 22nd year of teaching. So congratulations, Stacy. We are so excited for you. I'm glad you joined us today. <laughs> oh. Well, Deborah, I, I don't know if the connection's working now. Is it, can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to share a little bit with us you about might have purposeful. To type your question, though. <laughs> okay, I will do that. Let me type it for you. Uh, ask her, tell us about the Purposeful Educator um, um, and her heart okay, for... Okay, so I can't hear you very well. Uh, should I just go on speaking? Yes. <laughs> just tell me. Um, okay, okay, about the Purposeful Educator. Okay, um, so 
Hi, everyone. I'm so sorry. My internet keeps going in and out, uh, totally out of my control. Um, but the Purposeful Educator, it was kind of birthed out of a passion for creating um, some sort of stable teacher education for a lot of teachers that don't have that kind of support. And it's not meant to um, replace teacher education in college, for sure. Um, I, I loved my um, experience in Laterno. Honestly, I, I tell everyone that I know that um, my teaching experience in Laterno, or at least learning how to become a teacher, was definitely one of the best experiences that I've ever had education-wise. And it, it really built in me a lot of key aspects of who I am today. And so it's definitely not meant to replace that kind of education. It's meant to be more of a support system, um, a guide, um, and it's heavily centered on a career development side of things. And so it's not exactly um, teacher education. But yeah, that's what the Purposeful Educator is all about. It's all about finding that clarity as a teacher, finding out um, how you can maximize productivity and how you can boost your professional side of your career path. So um, that's what it's all about. Um, <laughs> great. I'm glad you guys can hear me great. Um, and basically, uh, my days are full with um, hopping on coaching calls with teachers, basically from anywhere, because the Purposeful Educator is not meant to centralize on just a specific location or uh, people group. It's really accessible to anyone because it focuses on certain aspects of um, teacher career development that is applicable to anyone wherever you are. And so because of that, uh, at the core of the curriculum of the coaching uh, program, it's really accessible to basically everyone. And so my day is just kind of hopping on calls with teachers, um, brainstorming and developing uh, strategies on how they can attack the issues that they're facing in their classroom. Basically, that support system that um, you really don't get sometimes in some schools. Um, I know from my teaching experience, um, it really wasn't there. <laughs> and uh, it was something that I definitely would have loved to have and definitely needed. So um, I just want to kind of provide that support for teachers. Mm. I love that. Thanks for sharing, Deborah. Um, yeah, my time in Laterno, honestly, I really feel it was the education department, the professors that I had the pleasure of studying under Dr. Stevens, who's right here, uh, Dr. Hilburn. I don't mm -hmm. uh, We may have lost her. Um, one of the things, what I can different do, I just... people, but honestly brought their very different perspectives of education, which was really um encouraging and inspiring to me of how they viewed education and their passion for it and how it burned in them. And um, from that experience, honestly, it just lit a fire in me. And I took that torch and I ran with it. And so it kind of just pushed me towards um, finding out what's kind of lacking in education uh, for the most part that I can contribute uh, towards um, globally so that everyone can be able to participate, or should I say partake um, in that effect. Awesome. Um, I just asked Deborah, what, tell us about a little oh, about yeah. journey <laughs> so my to journey New York. Um, Laterno to NYU. So it, honestly, I really want to thank all of the 
professors in the education department at Letourneau. Um, and special thanks to Dr. Ames because it was a challenge that he threw to my class. I, I think he did it at every class, but that particular uh, course, he said, okay, um, he was never going to tell us uh, what his teaching um, <laughs> philosophy was unless we had a doctorate in our hands. And so I kind of took that challenge from him, um, but I didn't really run for pushing my education. The second, see if it catches back up with us here in a second. It's not really um, made me feel like I could, you know, pursue what I wanted to do at NYU. And so, uh, with all of that support backing me, I really couldn't uh, resist just going for it. And so, that's kind of how I put all of my passion, put all of my experience that I was able to get at Letourneau through the many, many opportunities that um, was provided for me. And that was how I got to NYU. And from there, it's been an amazing journey so far, just being able to meet so many educators in the field who are um, uh, down uh, in the depths doing research on us in so many different countries and like coming back to talk about it. It's it's been amazing and it's been an amazing experience. So, yeah. You, I, Thank you. I love hearing that story. And, I, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that just strikes me, Caroline and, and Deborah, about your stories is you guys are both serving people. So, uh, Caroline, if you're serving your students or you're serving the other teachers by providing material for them, Deborah, your heart to serve and encourage other teachers. I just, I don't know, I, I love that theme that runs through both of your experiences. Caroline, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey. I mean, how did you find the position in Kansas? Um, was it, did it come out of an internship? So what was your story from kind of as you were wrapping up at Letourneau trying to look for a job? Um, oh yeah, this is, it's kind of a weird story. So I was just randomly applying for jobs in Kansas City. I was looking to move closer to a friend, follow them. Um, and I was feeling really discouraged around spring break. Um, this was pre-pandemic. Uh, because I hadn't been getting job interviews. Like I had a few, but I hadn't heard back from them after the interview. So I was just like, well, you know, I'll just impulse apply for some random jobs in the area that the first schools that I've never heard of, districts that I have done no research about, I'll just toss something out. And so I did that um, and I got partial way through one of these applications and then I just set it aside and I was just like, no, I don't really want to finish that right now. And um, then the pandemic hit. And so in a single email, I lost my uh, on-campus job at UPD, um, my housing, because I was staying with a professor and their kid had to move back home, kicked me out of my room. Um, so like this craziness was happening. I had all my friends and I was just like, what is going on here? Like, what is, what is, what is happening? So I was just like, I can't even focus. I'm not going to finish these job applications. Am I even going to Kansas? I think I just want to stay in Texas with my family. And so I just ignored it all. Um, and a week later, a week and a half later, maybe two, I got an email from this principal from that application that I never finished saying that <laughs> she loved what she saw so far and was interested in interviewing me if I was still available. I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm not... We're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't really want to do this right now. My parents were like, well, it's just practice and interviewing. They didn't want me to go to Kansas, but they're all up for me practicing to interview. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll do this. 
And mm -hmm. so I interviewed with them that following Friday. Uh, this is about two weeks into the pandemic. And I just fell in love with the school. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a school in the smallest county of, of uh, Kansas, uh, the poorest county in Kansas. It is tiny. <laughs> um, but man, God just placed it on my heart. Um, they use some of the same curriculum as I was using in Texas when clinical teaching, which was amazing. Um, and things just continue to fall into place. Uh, I just kind of laid it down as my place of like, God, if you want me in Kansas, this is a job I want, nothing else. Like this is it. Um, and he could have put all these things. He did put a bunch of things in their way. I mean, Satan did. Um, they had to move around a bit of the other teacher schedules, what they were teaching, but ultimately came down to offering me this position. And it has just been such a blessing ever since. So I love it. Um, it's been so much fun, honestly. I thought your first year teaching was supposed to be doggy paddles, but I'm I'm staying <laughs> afloat and I'm pretty proud. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so encouraging. And I think, you know, I have a similar story that I won't tell here, but Caroline, I applied for 20 jobs and I thought all the doors were closed. And then this job opening, somebody lets me know about at this school I've never heard of. And this place in East Texas I've never heard of. And lo and behold, I've been at Laterna now for seven yeah. years. Um, we're great. so glad. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. Me too. I am as well. Well, Kathy, let me kick it to you as we wrap up our time. Is there a question or a topic that you would love to, to kind of press into just a little bit more before we wrap up? Well, I'm always about um, how can we get stronger? How can we be better? Mm -hmm. And so um, there may be some things that we were already doing that, that you've appreciated, but are there ways that, you know, we can uh, bring something in or, or make it um, improve it or change it in some way that would equip you even more? That's a great question. That's a good question. Um, I was actually talking to Nikki Wright this week because um, <laughs> we talk all the time now. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, she's also a May 2020 grad. Uh, she's teaching math for uh, high schoolers in Tyler, Texas. Um, and we were talking about trauma training. Um, probably could use a bit more in depth of how exactly do we respond to some of those things because mm -hmm. some interesting situations have happened. Um, but I, both of us feel pretty prepared. It was kind of weird. We just woke up one day and we're like, it's their first day of school as a teacher. We're actually teachers now. <laughs> and it was just weird, but also felt so normal. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> okay, I've typed the question out with Deborah, and I think she's going to answer it for us. So we'll let her go ahead. I'm sorry. And answer can it. you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay, I can share now. Okay, um, I definitely think that the teacher education program in Laterno was amazing. And I loved the fact that during senior year, we were introduced um, into EdTech. And I really uh, saw a really huge passion for that. And I think it's a really great um, opportunity. I would definitely suggest adding more um, EdTech hours into the program. I think it will be really beneficial for a lot of teachers to learn how to use um, ed tech in so many different aspects because every day there's literally a different app or a different you know setup that is created to help teaching online or virtually a much easier process and so I think um, having that opportunity before senior year would be great and even during senior year would be better 
for sure. Well, thank you guys. Kathy, one, I just think what a brave question on a, on a public sort of platform to say, hey, how can we do this better? But I love that. And Caroline and Deborah, what great answers. Uh, two really practical ways that we can continue to improve and strengthen what we're doing here. Well, our time's up. Thank you, Caroline and Deborah and Dr. Stevens for joining me. What a sweet gift this has been. Um, Caroline and Deborah, we are praying for you guys. We are celebrating what God's doing through you. And we are excited to see what the future holds for both of you. Thank you so That's much right. for having us. This has been a lot of fun. But thanks for doing it. Kathy, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Sure. Thank you. Well, it's always a joy to get to talk with our alumni. You guys are incredible, doing amazing things around the world. Um, it just, I, I, this is one of the most energizing parts of my week is hearing what our alumni are doing and the opportunities God's given them. One of the things I love too in these stories is hearing how God kind of works in unexpected ways. You know, Caroline did not expect to go to Kansas. She didn't think there were many job opportunities. And yet in the midst of a pandemic, God opens up the perfect opportunity for her for her first year. I love Deborah's heart to, to resource and to train people. People and, and the chance to go back to where she had grown up as part of her master's work and getting to think about critically, how do I resource? How do we encourage? How do we as a country do what we're doing and do it better? And I love that she's taking her Laterno education into that question to engage in, in it. So I want to encourage you again to, to continue or to consider looking at the education program here at Letourneau, so letu.edu slash education. I want to encourage you to check out Deborah's YouTube channel, uh, The um, Purposeful Educator. Check that out. She just published one, I think, last week. Um, so keep an eye on those videos and those resources, especially if you have a teacher in your life who would be encouraged with, encouraged by, or maybe is wrestling with this question of what's my purpose? How do I find fulfillment? How do I have some healthy boundaries in what I'm doing? Um, that's a great resource. Well, we are so thankful for you, our alumni, and I pray pray God's blessing over you. And this next week is here in the U.S. We stop to, to give thanks for all that God has done for us and our families and our, our communities. Know that one of the things that our office and our campus is doing is giving thanks for you, for the people who have trusted us with three, four, five years of your education, who have trusted our faculty and our staff to love on you while you've been here. And we're just giving thanks for the time we had with you. And we're giving thanks for what God has continued to do with you. May you continue to be God's hands and feet in the workplaces and in the nations he's called you to. And know that you have a, a whole team here that's cheering you on, that's here to resource you and encourage you. So reach out if you ever need anything. One last announcement for you. We are getting ready to send out our November newsletter next week with some exciting updates. So if you are not getting that email newsletter, please let me know. Drop us a, a comment. Uh, um, let us know in the comments below. Shoot me a message here on, on Facebook or send me an email at alumni at letu.edu. Let us know that you'd like to get that. We'll get you on that email list. It's going to go out actually next Thursday morning, the day of Thanksgiving. So we're working on that now and we'd love for you to see it if, um, if that's something you're not getting. Well, take care. Have a great day, a wonderful rest of your week. And for those of you celebrating Thanksgiving next week, we hope it is a wonderful and sweet week with family as you give thanks for all that God has done and for his faithfulness. With that, um, I will see you here. We're going to be back in three weeks meeting with several of our, talking with some of our, several of our alumni who are leading here on campus in our board of trustees, in our alumni council and hearing from them. So I hope you'll join us for that conversation on December 10th. But until then, God bless, take care, and we'll talk to you next time. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterno University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni.